Welcome rock and metal fans. Coming to you from the barns of Amish country and pastures of cows are those two bad boys of rock and metal. B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Bringing you the best rock and metal bands from the 80s and 90s. And today, playing and discussing music from the featured bands with special guests, interviews, contests, and much more. So grab a beer and turn it up. It's time for the Headbangers Vault. Welcome to another edition of Headbangers Vault. It is me, Nikki Lane, and with me is my ever-loving ball and chain ward on my butt, my wife, the rock girl. Hey, hey, guys. And today we have special guests. I'm just going to let them go ahead and introduce themselves and who they are. Hello, I'm uh, Randolph. I play some of the instruments you hear in there. I'm Jake, and... uh yeah, I kind of just do my part, a little bit of everything in the band. And I'm sure we'll get to those parts here in just a little bit. What is the name of the band? The Night We Died. And uh, what what uh, what form of music or what style of music, what genre of music do you play? Um, it's kind of hard to describe. Whenever we were uploading our um, single, it asked us what our genre is. So we kind of sat and talked. And the only thing that we could select was alternative. Because we're not a rock band. We're not an indie band. We're not an electronic band. We're just a band, and we just play what what we feel comes out. Gender fluid. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> it's all music, right? Hey, yeah. yeah. It's, it all works. So, um, uh, you're gonna have to pardon us because you know we're still trying to get used to this whole working the board thing, and because uh, we don't uh, do this very often. We well, <laughs> actually, we just started doing it more often since B one and and Smuts like to take more vacations than what they're getting paid to take. I yes, think. that's for sure. So, but bear with us, and we'll probably get through this. So, um, Rock Girl, do you want to ask the questions? Or? You can. Oh well, you did, did so good the last. I episode. did most of it last time, uh, so you're gonna do it this time. All right. So, anyway. Well, we got to some of them, but uh, so what type of band you are, I think we just pretty much covered that. Um, how about a brief history of how you guys, your band, and how you get started? Yeah. Well, technically, this all started 14 years ago, so half my life ago. Um, Jake and I were extremely poor, and since three, I was playing like stringed instruments and things like that, and I was a in um, high school, maybe a junior, and we were going around trying to sell some stuff just to make some money. And um, we uh, remember R&J Lawn Care? Yeah, we tried doing everything we could. We <laughs> mowed lawns and, and uh, 
then it uh, we would just try to sell stuff and then i remember it was around christmas and i didn't have anything to play at all um my family had just gone through this big divorce and uh then um i got out of the car because jake was driving and uh he's like you forgot that guitar and i was like you need to sell it and he's like well merry christmas man and it was just like i've never forgotten about that and then through the years, I mean, we've always been super close, but um, like I've been on the road on tour and then he's been out working somewhere else and we've always kind of evaded each other. And then in 2017, we started playing together down in Little Rock, Arkansas. And then once again, as life had it, uh, we moved around a little bit more and uh, now we live together. So basically it's like every day there's work, uh, there's practice, any kind of rehearsal and or editing, recording. And that's kind of, it just started 14 years ago as a non-band and we're now a new band that is maybe a month or two. I mean, that's my take on it. And a new band a month or two out, you've already guys got a tour planned. We do, yep. Yes. Uh, looking at the end of May, early June of this year, Planning on starting out in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and then we're just going to head out to California and play along the way and probably on the way back. you got to hit the Sunset Strip, I'm sure. I, would, I mean, yeah, even if we can't play there, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nirvana was at the Sunset Strip. Yeah, yeah. And it's um, we have family down in San Bernardino. Okay. Uh, so that's basically kind of where it's going to end and or begin again. And so uh, anybody along I-40, you know, it's – not all completely booked, so anything that can help us or be added to it, we're always happy. Even if it's just like an open mic or something, we might scare people, but we do that anyway. Marilyn Manson scared a lot of people, and he made it. See the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and so did Boy George. Boy George. But he was, actually, he was pretty good. Um, I used to be kind of a fan of Boy George, believe it or not. I can't believe I just said that. B1, edit him. that out, no, will you? No, no, do not. <laughs> no, who really scares me? Who's that guy that plays uh, tiptoeing through the tulips? Oh, that's oh, a tiny, tiny Tim. Yeah, tiny Tim. he yeah. scares the shit out of me. He was actually, yeah. believe it or not, he was actually a very talented person. Oh yeah, yeah, that's scary was... people. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we should we should find that and play that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To, just just for just for Jake. You just hear a door close. <laughs> <laughs> and we lost Jake. <laughs> He's out. What is your uh, what's your dreams your goals? I actually had a dream the other night, and so we're taking this in small steps towards a larger goal. But the next step, besides merchandising and um, playing, is. I'd really love to go back to working part-time instead of working full-time and then doing this full-time. It's you know exhausting. I'm sure you folks know really well. So that's a short-term dream. And then, Jake, if you want to take it from there. Uh, for me, I don't know. I don't really have dreams like making it big or like being rich and famous. 1% of musicians make it anywhere. Uh, my goal and dream is just to survive, just make enough to where I can pay my bills and take care of the things I want to take care of and just play music. Yeah. If I could, if I could make the same money I'm making right here by merchandising and shows, then that'd be the dream. You know, there's obviously we're going to shoot higher and as high as we possibly can, but uh, going from working part-time to eventually being able to working every now and then to 
allowing all of our creative juices and our energy to be put into this. That's that's it, and still be able to afford more than ramen. <laughs> yeah, all of our creative juices is the the kind of key word to it because we do everything from uh, not just the music, but I take care of all the photography, the videos, shooting and directing all of our music videos, uh, the artwork for our t-shirts. We do have some people that help us with that, but we're kind of just taking control over everything. And not only that, but you are a pretty accomplished photographer and videographer. Uh, I, I don't know about accomplished. I mean, well, I, I mean, I've seen some of your work and it's pretty good. Yeah, so, I, I mean, mean, I I enjoy it. And he's the tech support guy, so anything I need, I just go to Jake. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, that's another thing we're gonna do out on tour is um, we're gonna be doing photography for other bands and stuff. So, oh, nice! You know, yeah. so we can help them out and kind of uh, kind of just help you know build the community and and be a bigger part of it. Awesome, awesome. So you know, Motley Crue had the very same ideas. They never dreamed of being big. They never thought they would be big, and they ended up big. Well, hey. <laughs> so, I mean, it happens. It does happen. Am I doing anything yet? You're awful quiet over there. Well, I'm just kind of making, out. making like in that black lipstick. Like, I wish numbers. I had some. Thanks. I've got some in the car. If you yeah. There you go. There you go. I'm not going to ask that question. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> What's your opinion on George Bush? <laughs> I'm not sure I prefer how, it shaved uh, I'm not really sure how that Came up in a question That you found to ask a band uh, Yeah I don't know how that got in there Thank you Google I am, He's an amazing artist I actually really do enjoy his paintings Like politics aside like You can tell in his paintings That dude is struggling with some demons and it's it's amazing. I don't know if you've looked at any of his artwork. I, I didn't even know yeah. he was an artist. Oh no, yeah, he's he's a painter. Oh wow! See, so there's something I just learned about George Bush that I never knew. I had no idea. About yeah, that. I didn't either. I had no, <laughs> no. clue. Well, I like art, so. Awesome. Well, that's see, you learn something new every day. That's, really, So, um, how do you guys how are you guys gonna go about promoting and 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 branding your shows? Well, everything is going to start the fifteenth. Of February this month. I mean, across the board on um, all platforms and um, our music video for a song we have coming out, going to be completed, edited, and finished by then. Um, that being said, we have a whole bunch of different merchandise that isn't necessarily just to generate income or revenue, if you will. But I mean, it, we're talking, you know, um, window stickers, bumper stickers, t shirts, hats, um, keychains, bottle openers. So that's that's um that's a big way we're going to go along with it. Just um, word of mouth, and um, it just never never hurts to cold call people. You know, hey, listen to my band. Would you be interested? Because the worst thing they could do is say no or don't ever play music again. <laughs> <laughs> a perfect plug for you right now. Is there a website where somebody can go to purchase some of your? Um, not yet. You can check out our Facebook page, um, at the night we died band. I guess the night we died was already taken. So we just threw band on the end of it. Uh, and of course you can check us out on Spotify and TikTok, YouTube, Apple music, uh, all of that. Uh, we'll have, a um, our website up soon and then we'll, uh, we'll get you that information later on. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> to kind of piggyback off of that, this is a lot of Jake whenever it comes to websites and all of that. I really, I've, brief 
understanding of all of that. But, um, you know, pre-sales for our, our short shirts and everything as well. They'll be on the website, I imagine. Of course, we can take cards and um, things like that. It's, um, it's going to be really fun once it's all launched, and it's just all going to hit, like, on the same day. So Yeah, and if you don't have access to the Internet, you know, you can write us a letter and we'll mail you one. Yeah, you could awesome. just write us a letter anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we, we only hang out with each other. <laughs> They're lonely. They need some fan mail. Yes. Yeah. We're not looking for fans, <laughs> just friends. <laughs> well, we'll want t-shirts. Looking yeah, for sure. only friends. Obviously, we have to have some t-shirts. Yeah, so. thank oh, you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, actually, I got a question to interrupt. Sure. Okay, if you were a, a band or just making merchandise like t-shirts and stuff and you're going to sell them, what sizes would you predominantly order? Like what sizes do you think would, well, uh, would, would you need the most of? I'm going to step up and first of all say 3X. Okay. Because <laughs> I get so pissed off when I go to Walmart or or anywhere actually and I'm looking at shirts and they do not carry. Like if you go to a mall and you go into um, Hot, topic, Hot topic, it's they go up to 2X. Yeah, like small through 2A. That's, right. That's awesome that you actually asked that question because that's something we've been more or less hats and things we won't have to struggle with, bottle openers, of course not, but shirts. We got into a fist fight over this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you Who guys re- remember the swirly from the 90s. Yes, yes. That happened. I, I grew up in the swirly era. <laughs> uh, we were trying to decide on, so we ordered we ordered three or 30 shirts, okay, and we're trying to figure out uh, it was we're, we're on a budget, so we're trying to figure out which sizes to order. I said we should order more larges and not as many mediums, and he's thinking more mediums. But we both agreed no smalls because obviously um, yeah. somebody can fit in it or shrink shrink it if they will if they're a smaller person. I and would do more larges because again they're going to shrink, like you said. Yeah, and they can shrink to a medium. So I think we have the same amount of medium and XL. <laughs> or large in XL, if I'm right. Yeah. So it was kind of like a halfway. That being said, uh, most of the mediums are taken now, but... Um, I'm just saying most people are agreeing with me. I've been keeping oh, score. Oh, yeah. And, the, <laughs> and then 2X, 3X, and 4X, of course, because um, it does cost more for the material, but it, you know, we'll absorb that cost as to not be discriminatory, like, hey, well, yeah, you're... Don't, uh, don't charge more yeah. for that. Like. Yeah, that would be just so messed up, you know? <laughs> I mean, obviously, we do understand it costs you guys more. But, again, it's something that kind of agitates me. You know, I want a 3X shirt, but I've got to pay, you know, $5 more. Exactly. Yeah. Why limit your demographic right. by doing that? Right. 100%. So, yeah, definitely get some 3X. Whether okay. it's 5 or or yeah. 10, just have some. Because, like, bigger guys like me, you know, mm. we do exist. Exist. <laughs> 100, yeah. And, and Walmart doesn't believe we do. They don't believe surprising. because Walmart. So Walmart's you know, like the only place you can get three X shirts. Most of your three X's are from Walmart, but well, like hot okay, topic yes, and yes, you're right. Spencer's you're right. and all that. Like you have to order them. When it comes to pants, I can't find any at Walmart. Oh, because they don't believe in tall fat guys. It's just short fat guys they believe in. So. I, you know, I have Danny DeVito. Little call out right there. Um, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> well, that's like me with jeans. I can only buy jeans at Old Navy because nobody else sells long. Because you have bird legs. Shut up. 
and I'm six foot tall, so I need long jeans. And Walmart doesn't sell long jeans. Nobody else sells longs but Old Navy. And and not yeah. even a buckle five soaking wet. So yeah, right. and yeah, you guys have to know this is helping us too. I mean, just even talking about all of this because well, and and realize that women they usually wear larger size t-shirts. I'm so glad we got no smalls, zero smalls, yeah. because you know it's not the '80s where everything was tight and. Yeah. You know, form out. fitting. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. I'm I'm an '80s fan through and through. I like these guys bringing back the tight jeans. Yes, that's what I'm about. Yep. Yeah. So I just like it too. One more thing on that. Uh, if you're listening to this and you do go to our Facebook and we'll we'll kind of post what our starter shirts and everything are going to look back. It doesn't matter what size you are. We'll be completely discreet. Um, we'll get you anything. And uh, as we mentioned. Um, you're not going to be charged anymore for material or anything. It's just going to be straight cross. Yeah, just send us a message. All right. You heard there it. You, you know straight how to do from it. Their mouth. Straight from the mouths. That's right. <laughs> so is there anything you guys want to play? Any music? You're like, how about some music maybe from... Someone that inspired you. Yes. Somebody that may have inspired you. Okay. I got a, I got a good one. Um, oh, this, yeah, yeah. This Perfect. one kind of brings back uh, some memories between... When we first started playing in Little Rock together. Oh, um, love this band. So, who was that? That was one of our favorite bands and influences, uh, brand new. They don't play live anymore since 2017, I think it is. Yeah. But like Jake was saying, whenever we first started playing, we were listening to a lot of that, a lot of 21 Pilots, White Stripes. Um, it's kind of all over the place. I know. I know my daughter was a 21 Pilots fan for quite a while. White Stripes. Yeah. And those two bands, yeah, they inspired us to kind of do the... I mean, they're two-man bands just like us. Yeah, and speaking of which, that hasn't been brought up yet. You are a two-man band. Right. Woo! So you're doing all the instrumental, all the vocals, and there's just two of you. Yes. Technology can take you so far these days. It it came down to, um, we've been in so many bands before and, you know, had LLCs that were open and... Not o- not only have we had everything wiped from our bank account from one member, but it happened twice. So, you know, as you get older, your circle kind of gets smaller. And uh, Jake's been here most of my life. And uh, so I, I trust him with everything. And that being said, um, there are songs where um, we don't necessarily... Jake's not a drummer, and I'm not like a guitarist or a singer. We... 
for the first time, get to kind of do everything we want. And so he might be singing and playing guitar and or bass. Or, uh, and then we might have a couple backing tracks behind us for whatever is not being played. But that being said, we still have plenty of songs where it's literally one of us will be on a guitar. And I was talking to you about this earlier. Um, hit a drop tune pedal and whenever the beat is supposed to drop, say a chorus. And it just sounds like a big full entity within itself with two people. So once again, technology just takes us so far. You know, we don't want to necessarily rely on it, but we do have backups just in case anything were to go wrong on the road. Um, but it's it's been a lifesaver for us. And of course, it's made it to where we have to be perfect to a click. Yeah, we kind of have, it's kind of three members to the band. It's not just Randy and I, it's also Reaper. It's the... Uh, <laughs> The software that we use to record and play all of our music with. Do you have any support staff by any chance? I mean, is it just you two doing just everything? Everything. So you have no management. You're doing your own managing, your own promoting, your own yeah. bookings. Yeah, everything with this is us. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That, that's not to say in the future if we find somebody we can trust enough, you know. But, I mean, we do believe in DIY, just kind of starting with what you have and even if you have just one other person you trust or nobody you, it's kind of our punk roots coming out Heck well it's yeah. like our microphone stands you you know we had to recreate them you, yeah, know? Exactly. And you guys yeah. are saying that's you know just how your band is then you know how you've had to yeah. improvise everything improvise you know and how we do that too i mean we do on the daily well, basis. we do it on this I show mean, we do it all the time <laughs> i mean <laughs> <laughs> I do it on my life in a daily basis. If we're on tour and we end up getting robbed or something, I mean, we're just going to get a bucket and a, a cheap guitar and we're still going to play. Yeah, I mean, that goes along with the genre not necessarily fitting ourselves in a box because um, what you heard earlier was from a song called Hide, and that has more rock alternative to it. But then again, we have like songs that we're working on with 808s as opposed to actual drums and bass. And if you think, you know, like Lil Peep, and things like that kind of thrown into the mix. So just really just a fusion of any genre that we really like. That's kind of the beauty of this. We're not tied down to an instrument. We're not tied down to any particular genre. Genre. That sounded like you hit pretty good. That was awesome. You were skipping it. So with all this being said, it brings up the next question. Describe your show visually. And musically, so what? What's your show's going to be like? Okay, any any group that I've ever been in, um, we're big on. Um, we know people's t attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. Thank Not you, for everybody. TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> you, you notice in all those platforms, like every video just gets shorter and shorter, and then you got ten second videos. But you still can't read all the stuff that they type on there, and that drives me insane. Yeah, because yeah, then you have to watch it, watch it again and again and again. Yeah, know? keep I'm just. Yeah. Adding their views. What Sorry. Was, no, right. I, I, Go ahead. I went off track, too. I totally forgot. What do we like visually? Oh, so it, the deal is not to put on just like, here we are, we're going to play some music for you. Lights that go along with um, the beat of everything, like I said, playing to a click track for us, especially in the position that we have put ourselves <laughs> in, is incredibly important. That being said, plenty of good light shows that go and change with the beat. And then as for us... We are freed up because a lot of the tracks will be just like live tracks that we've already recorded. 
we're going to take and we're going to mute the parts we're not going to do. And or, um, as I mentioned earlier, some are just going to be completely raw. But the deal is we we're a little bit wild. I mean, we're I mean, we'll sit down and have coffee with you right now. And whenever whenever I get up there and I know whenever Jake gets up there, it gets weird, especially whenever we're by ourselves <laughs> playing. It gets really weird and it it's over the top, but it's just like, why, why are we doing this? It unless we really feel it and then whenever you're it doesn't matter if you're hopping around or throwing stuff or whatever it's give them like they're going to the movies but in real life so just uh just as much audio or just as much video excuse me as audio there's anything you wanted to tell well, i remember to going to like shows and stuff whenever i was a kid and whenever the bands were playing and they're just standing there playing their music the crowd's just standing there not doing anything like yeah they might be like bobbing their head or like anything like that kind of moving with it but then the, the, the artists that get up there and they are actually active and energetic and they interact with the crowd, that's what really gets the crowd going. It's mad old mosh pits. Yeah. Like yeah. They, you, know, like you just kind of like feed off of each other and you like just have this moment amongst all of these people. And like that's what people remember and that's what they want whenever they go out. They don't want to just sit there and, you know, listen to a song because I can do that in my car, you know. Well said. Well said. All right. So... You guys spend a lot of time making your music. Hours. I thought you were going to say making hours. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show. Wrong yeah, show. yeah, oh. that's, a, that's a different show. Yeah. Next week, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, but you guys spend a lot of time making your music, uh, producing it, editing it. Uh, so well, how do you feel about people downloading your music? Download so it all you want. Because like, I remember back in the 80s, er, late 80s, early 90s, Yurik with Metallica right. started this big ordeal about people downloading their music for free. Right. I've spent hundreds upon hundreds of dollars buying their CDs, you know, so I've already had the music. I've already paid for the music, you know, so what's the harm of downloading it on my computer? I'm going to step on a lot of people's toes whenever I answer this question, and it's just how I feel personally. A lot of people probably won't agree with me. Um, whenever you're buying CDs and stuff, the artists aren't getting that much money. Like, that's all for the record labels. The record labels have destroyed a lot of stuff. There's music that these artists have created that hasn't been released because the record labels just didn't want to release it for whatever reason. Uh, that Prince video, I don't know if I showed it to you, but he was talking about there were things like he was the producer, he produced everything and edited it and engineered and he was still under a record label, and there were, and he predicted, and this was like 86 or early 90s, somewhere in that area. I wish I had the interview ready to kind of pull up, but Prince was uh, talking about, he kind of predicted this. He said, just because the um, record company, companies can be, not saying all of them, of course, um, can be parasitic and or take what you've created and just shelve it or decide what what's going to happen with it or change it completely exactly exactly and he said that as well i think and uh, but yeah exactly and um he predicted that one day it's going to be the record labels aren't going to necessarily be the forefront of releasing music and i was just totally blown away whenever i read that because of course you know you can go on spotify and the internet's forever iTunes, Pandora, what, whatever it may be. So that being said, I mean, download it, yeah. do it, take from us. <laughs> to, to get back to that kind of, 
any artist out there, all they really want is for their art to be viewed, heard, in general. Shared, they just want it out enjoyed. there. Shared. Yeah, like, if you're Used, in it, if you're you in know, it for like, just the money, you're in it for the wrong thing. And you're probably not a good artist. You might be popular, and there might be a lot of people that like you, but you're not good, you know. So that's just kind of how I, how I feel about it. You've kind of answered this question already. So, so the record industry, the the record labels. What's your insight on that for in in today's terms? We actually talked about this uh, quite a bit one night while we were making tacos. Jake makes tacos about every other night. Yeah. Very important um, aspect of the spander group, or whatever you'd want to call it. How did we word that? I think it's really good. Um, as somebody who's had like a, a smaller label before in different different bands and things and uh, management and everything, I think it's really good to go with the DIY idea for quite a while, especially just to kind of see like what kind of hell you're putting your booking agent or your manager through. You know, uh, it's good to have that insight. And then moving on to record labels, I'm huge on. Um, small uh, record labels, especially for bands that are starting out, indie bands or whatever it may be. And then I think about it like larger record labels, you know, maybe later on down the road. It, it, I guess it would depend. I, I mean, one wouldn't judge a fish on how to climb a tree or something like that. Each one might have a little bit different stipulations. And, you know, the way, the way we were kind of talking about it with the tacos was um, just kind of keep going until we can't keep going and then keep going after that. And then whatever happens outside, as long as we get a good deal and we still have our artistic view and it's not taken from us. So it's, it's kind of a, the big gray area between there's, you know, of course we're just against the labels that not necessarily against, but not very fond of labels that just take all the artists, artists, creative liberty away that, that's what we want, um, just like Rock Girl was saying, you know, just let us show you our artwork, just like we have a canvas, and we're going to paint a picture and just give it to you. It's for free. Take it, you know? Nice. Still support your local musicians and, like, your favorite artists and stuff so they can continue to create art, but it's not a requirement. Right. Buy the merchandise. Right. That helps. Yes, yeah. thank you, thank you. I'm all about t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, I buy. I've got you know, eight hundred million t-shirts. Yeah. Or if you want to come out with some underwear, I was just yeah. yeah. I love underwear. Let's do it. Underwear. I have like four hundred pairs of underwear. Yeah. You know, like Spider Man and all. And you know, they're not, you, they're not normal. They are all colored. Mister Goodbar, Black Panther. I mean, Ghostbusters, like. So you want to come out with some underwear? I want to get into the diaper there you market. Go. <laughs> <laughs> like like Pampers, the Night We Died branded, like pull ups. Going there you from go. such a large demographic. I mean, <laughs> going from infancy all the way from the womb to the tomb. Yeah. Yeah, back to the diapers. But you'd be surprised how many guys would buy underwear. That's just, such a just good idea. throwing it out there. I'm actually going to write that down. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a random I, thought, but it really. I mean, that's the first thing I go look for is underwear. What other yes. band does that? Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. I don't think Motley Crue's had any underwear on their website yet. I don't think so either. No. 
And everything goes back to Motley Crue with him. So. Well, <laughs> as I, you guys have noticed. <laughs> I, you know, I like Def Leppard and, and Guns N' Roses, and I, I'm just not solely. But there's but, no band underwear I'm, out but there. But I'm, I'm really love Nikki Six. He is a inspiration because of what he's done, what he's been through, and where he's at now. So, you know, Nikki Six is pretty awesome. There was the plug for Motley Crue for the day. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> been doing it all day. <laughs> they definitely need it. What? <laughs> Who's Motley Crue? Oh. No. <laughs> Just joking. Tell us your claim to fame, guys. Uh, Jake. <laughs> well, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, even even if it's what your claim to fame is right now, I mean, it doesn't I mean, have to. It could be even. I don't know. I think, uh, I think it's just myself. Just gonna be me, and it's gonna work for people, and it's not gonna work for others. Fair enough. I'm only doing this for the uh, the lady wieners too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not 100% certain on what claim to fame means. That's because I'm still having caffeine. I can but, give you more. Oh gosh, I might explode. <laughs> I'm already like, Ooh. hands are jittery. I'm trying not to touch anything. A claim to fame. Um, I would say that we've done this so many times, and um, what I used to call, you know, we failed over and over. So I was in a band. It was Tommy's Gun. In my first show ever, I was just singing alone with that guitar that Jake had given me and um, scared out of my mind. But, like, a little piece of Jake has always been there. And then that band... The next album name. A little piece of Jake. A little piece of Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Explicit. <laughs> uh, and, and then just, I don't know, just cut our teeth so much uh and then moving forward with that band we got to go out and tour a little bit and then in the next band we were in we you know got to go to new york a couple times and record with bryce goggin um if you're familiar with the ramones or fish he was Mm -hmm. um their producer as well and we got to tour a lot and that was life-changing and then whenever everything kind of fell apart uh that was years ago um that put me into such a such a depression because this isn't something like I was like, I want to, because everybody grows a guitar at the age of 12 or whatever. You Some know. bigger than others. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm playing a three-quarter size. <laughs> but it's, it's the fact that we used to look at, like, all these, like, we had management booking and a, a small label and everything, and so they would book everything for us and help us out, and... Uh, I fell into a deep depression after that. I mean, that's a huge plateau to fall off of because since I was three, like uh, the first instrument playing the dulcimer, like that's what I wanted to do. Like everybody, every small child wants to be a firefighter or this or that, like that just never grew out of it. And um, so instead of looking at those as failures, um, kind of look at it as a fail first attempt in learning. And then every time we just suck a little bit less. (laughs) All right. I think uh, going back to the claim to fame, we're just two people from this shitty town in Arkansas. The music scene here is completely dead. It's ran by four people, and they're all in the same bands, and they don't, like, they have no drive. Like, they don't want to do anything. They're just worried about being the best band here. And that's why, like, Randy and I, we're not good enough to play here. So we're going to go play everywhere else. Everywhere else. Everywhere else uh, but here. But your hometown. Yeah. We're we're not good enough to play here. I mean, maybe down the road, you know, if we have a good demographic, because we're not just, like I said, we're not going to be 
necessarily hard music. They're acoustic type songs and plenty of harmonies. If you like Jackson Brown or Dawes or anything, I mean, we literally go from one end of the spectrum to the other. So I feel like we're not limiting our demographics. So after touring, you know, we might rent out a venue or something if there's enough demand um, for these people to come to our shows because um, we don't want to necessarily exclude Mountain Home because, I mean, it's a beautiful town. It's more uh, like we were talking about people believe in competitiveness, which can be a healthy thing, but whenever it comes from a healthy rivalry to if you're not us, we don't want any part of it. We're just going to shut you down. Yeah, so, I mean, feel free to shut us down in Mountain Home because uh, if we're not good enough to play here, we'll just pack up and play elsewhere, like Jake said. Then that's a very positive outlook, I mean, because you're not limited to here. And that's that's the good thing. Amen, Nikki. Right, and you know, every band has their, every artist has like their story, like struggles, like they come from nothing and then work their way up. Like we're no different. We're just a small town people that go to work, come home, and hang out on the couch and talk about music. Yeah, and And if we can play music, make tacos. (laughs) Yeah, all the time. If we can make music, anybody can. If we can go on tour, anybody can. We're not special. To come over for tacos one night. Oh, please do. <laughs> Jake makes such good tacos. Um, yeah. I know we discussed this earlier, and you guys kind of pointed out the fact that the music scene is pretty much dead here in Mountain Home, Arkansas, where we are at currently. What What do you guys think could change that? What What do you think would What would it take to make that change? I think it would just take a lot of working together. I mean, as artists, performers, whatever it may be. I mean, 10 years ago, I mean, you had places, the Brickyard, the Atrium, of course, um, little places like they called it the Gravel Pit, I think. And um, Three Kings or something? Two Kings. kings, uh, Then there was a warehouse that was kind of part of Two Kings. And um, thank you, Sydney Royer, if you ever hear this. And uh, it really took a lot of people working together. But um, even at that time, I was kind of seeing people kind of as the years progressed, kind of get discouraged because there was this, once again, they just, people don't like you if you're not in the same three bands as them or whatever. And not to hate on them. They have plenty of good music or uh, whatever. So I think just a lot of work. I mean, if all these bands can come together and be like, hey, let's go rent out the American Legion and, um, you know, we'll we'll promote for you, you promote for us kind of thing. If if people can start doing that again and not be so d- divided, then I don't really think it's going to take too much. What about a good, healthy battle of the ba- bands competition? That uh, that could be very healthy, or I mean, or it could really, like, piss people off. I mean... Yeah. I it, think uh, everybody here is just worried about being the best here. Like, they're, they're not worried about... Like, th- I can't say they don't enjoy playing music. They obviously enjoy playing music. They like creating music. And, and it's creating good art. music, yeah. They, uh, they're, I feel like a lot of them are hung up on the attention that they get and the way that people look at them differently and talk about them. Yeah, we're just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, if you're listening and you're a band from around here, we know you're better than us. <laughs> like, we can skip that. So if you ever want to hang out, we're no, we're no better than anybody. Yeah. We'll make you tacos. What are you're some failing. of you, your musical pet peeves oh jake what do you got peeves oh dude um i figured this would be a question for jake yeah (laughs) we all have that in mind (laughs) 
Not He's too trying. many. Not too many, surprisingly. Think of a nice way to say this right now. Yeah. I can see it in his eyes. <laughs> I just, I don't like fake artists. And by that I mean... Millie Vanilli. Who <laughs> is, um, <laughs> just, if you, today's pop music, to me, is terrible. Well, it's, I agree. It, it's not real. You know, you have some producer sitting somewhere behind a computer that he just programs the entire track, and then you have a vocalist, singer, whatever. They're, they don't even write their own songs. They just... Uh, they buy a song from somebody, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just well, it's like what we it, were talking about. You. They change everything. Yeah, you like, know? yeah. Like it, it's, like it's, it's, it's not you. Like at that point, you're just doing a job. Yeah, you have a wonderful voice. You can sing well, and that's how you make your money. That's fine. But you're not an like you're not creating anything. You're using somebody else's work. And you're reading like a said, script, basically. Yeah, like. And that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we need people like that. Like, the world needs that. Like, they do make catchy music. But that's just the biggest thing for me. Like, there's no Whitney Houston's anymore. Yeah, I've I've got one. Uh, this is geared towards. Um, so we've kind of released little teasers and whatnot of the song called Rocket Ship, just to kind of push everything um, and. Sh- Kind of like a, a soft open, if you will, before February 15th, whenever everything drops at the same time. And since then, I've had a couple people um, uh, message me and see how much it would be to produce them. And so they would send me like clips of their voice and stuff like that. And they said, you know, I said, you know, my time is important. So you just, you know, make sure, you, and I know your time is important too. And their their first reaction was, I know, and that's why I don't want to mess up on singing. I don't want to waste your time. And I'm like, no, I my voice cracks all the time. I mess up all the time. That if we take twenty takes, you're not wasting any time. I mean, if you're getting loaded over here and you expect to have a good track, then that's gonna waste my time. That being said, I guess what I'm getting to is birds sing. I mean, different animals they they have their voice, and humans have kind of digress to a point where it's like just because you're afraid that you're not good enough you're not going to sing and it's such a catharsis that if more people did it it's like your spirit is just coming out it's like you're connected to something bigger so you shouldn't worry about like if your voice is good enough or how much it cracks or what your vocal range is just sing and don't worry about the rest just or play you don't have to worry about it. Just think about the birds. That's how I think about it. They do it. They don't care. I'm not a good musician at all. Like I am not. Whenever uh, we start, I go through a whole cycle whenever Randy comes to <laughs> Randolph comes to Oh, you're going to love this. With, with a new song. Like he'll uh, grab the bass or guitar, start playing it, and then start singing the lyrics that he wrote with it. And I'll do this thing to where I'll listen to the whole thing once through with him while he's doing it. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, I got this. Like, this is no big deal. I can I can write a drum track to this. And then uh, I'll end up, like, he'll play it again, and I'll play a little bit something to it. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know if I got this. Full crisis mode. Yeah, like, then then do it again. I'm like, oh, nope. Nah, I can't. I'm just going to stop playing. Yeah, stop like, I can't, I, altogether. I'm done with music. And can't then. do it. And then we'll play it again. I'm like, okay, no, I got this. Here we go. And then I'll get locked in. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is how it's supposed to be. And then step five is whenever we're like, okay, let's record it. And that's yeah. that's beautiful because we kind of have, um, you know, um, 
a, a two-place setup. This is, um, you know, the apartment we're in, of course, you see e-drums and everything, and um, none of the big amps are here or anything, but then the, we have a house down um, near um, Cranfield on the other side of town, and it's just like as loud as we possibly want for those vocal takes that are extremely, you know, you got to push with your diaphragm. And I consider ourselves very fortunate that we have spaces that we can be creative elsewhere because some, we might not be feeling something here, but we go down the road, we're going to feel something completely different. Yeah. Which again, leads us right into the next question of what, <laughs> what, what is your biggest obstacles as, as a band? Um, I'll go ahead and take this one over to start. Um, the, my biggest obstacle. Personally, my biggest obstacle for this band is myself. I'm really hard on myself. I don't. I consider Randolph to be the talent of our band. I'm I'm support for him. He'll he'll come to me with an idea, and he'll need something done or to get something done. I'm like, okay, I got you, and I'll get it done. Uh, He has more faith in me and believes in me more than I believe in myself. There's literally. He's being modest. There's literally nobody else I could do this with. I mean, uh, whenever it comes down to pure, unadulterated trust, I mean, sometimes Jake fails to see that. And um, it's I, I need him just as much as he needs me, if not more. I, I wouldn't be doing this. I've gone and I've done um, solo shows and uh, little weekenders, and um, it was all right. It felt great. Um, didn't really have to split the money elsewhere, but... It's just so much better whenever you can sh- share it and have that camaraderie with somebody, um, especially somebody. I mean, we're so close. It, you know, like on tour and stuff, it's like I'm not afraid if he's going to see me naked because we probably already have. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I mean, my biggest obstacle, I mean, everybody's biggest obstacle is going to be in some way, shape, or form that they're not good enough or they can't. Um, but my biggest obstacle, and I'm going to go ahead and just come out and say it, is I struggle a lot with it, mental illness, you know, and I've been um, medicated for it since I was 14 years old and gone through more than a handful, maybe a handful and a half of therapists. And um, so that that kind of leads me to, um, you know, Jake. Jake is the guy that kind of makes sure I eat. Like, I mean... The rest kind of comes naturally, but like just living, you know, like, and uh, you know, not like, not like, oh my gosh, is he like, uh, not wanting to live. It's just like living like, Hey dude, have you eaten today? Have you, you know, basically watered your thoughts? Have you nurtured your mind? Like, let's get you out of this. And the fact that like, we can just jump out of bed and just go. And that, that's the most beautiful part to me to overcome that obstacle of, myself within my mind so fortunately it's uh that's kind of where all the songs most of them come from a lot of them are six seven years old a lot of them are maybe a few months old um they're just backlogged songs that um kind of narrated my struggles with that so i mean you'll hear a lot of poppy music or just upbeat music but if you listen to the lyrics um it's more i we want to relate to people that do have those same struggles because it's such an epidemic it's so important to know that you're not alone. I, and I can't say that enough. <laughs> <laughs> so here's an opportunity now, guys. I'm going to open it up to you. You guys can say, talk about whatever you want to talk about. If you got any more music you'd like to play, we can we can 
definitely play some more of your music. Cool. We do have uh, we do have demo tracks that are um, so we've got we've got folders backed up on a hard drive that are basically um, our files that are set to be released. We're backed up about thirteen, and then the demo tracks they could be years old in there. Whenever like four or five years ago, whenever we were first starting to learn to produce and everything, and so we've started. Some of these tracks, they never, you know, you listen to a song so much and like you just don't want to hear it anymore, especially as an artist, you've played it so much. But there are some that just kind of stick with you and they're so important. And uh, this one's called A Moment of Clarity. And Jake and I wrote it together in um, summer of 2017. And so what you'll hear is a very, very lo-fi, we didn't know what we were doing type thing, but this is something we're re-releasing with um, the tools and the knowledge we've gained since. Very lo-fi, low fidelity, right there. Um, but it's one of the one of the songs that uh, it stuck with us because it, it is about mental health and people that came and kind of can reach in and pull you out of it. So that's that's one that stuck with us. So um, expect a one that's not all washed out with reverb and want uh, just a lot better quality. We've got it, but uh, we're not quite ready to show it. That being said, um, the song Hide that we're going to be releasing um, with a music video and on all platforms, we would be more than happy. Well, I would be. I don't know how Jake feels if, uh, I mean, we could premiere it today. I don't, I don't mind. It's up to you. We can do it. Yeah, that's completely up to you. I mean, you don't have to give away anything that we would be more than happy and excited to yes. have it you premiered got, uh, here on Four minutes and 30 seconds? We absolutely do. Oh, yeah, yep. for sure. You take it away. As long as you know this song, it's it's hide in all caps, but it's not like hiding. It's like hide. Is it H-I-D-E or H-Y-D-E? I don't know if I spelled it right. It's H-I-D-E, but it's your skin. 
okay. like one skin. Okay. And uh, I just wanted to. Yeah, she was being difficult. No, she, no. She's a redhead. <laughs> I still don't know which one it is. So. <laughs> Here you go, guys. You're hearing it first on Headbangers Ball. Try 
go. You heard it first here. Woo! Hey, that was pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That song is, once again, it's called Hide Like Your Skin. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So we were touching base earlier on mental health. So we've, uh, that's, that's what this song is, you know, more or less about. Um, it starts, I'm selling water to drowning men. Lead shoes and consequence. Are you thirsty again? Are you thirsty again? And it kind of goes through um, metaphorically what I have done to people in the past, for example, what Jake has done to people or how we've just been, you know, selling water to drowning men. And, you know, there, there was a point where we were just completely different people. And I guess that's part of growing up or something um, or getting help. But mannerism wise, completely different. We just weren't really friendly. And um, this one is I'm selling Bibles to godly men who'd burn their sons for where they slept. We're dying by the hands of hypocrites. Are you burning again? Are you burning again? My favorite line. This is a Jake and I both aren't, you know, 100 percent straight or whatever. Um, And that was that was, of course, something we've both struggled with you know i um i remember just being down in houston texas uh, my biological father lives there and he was like come to church with me come to church with me and i was like of course you know i'll give it a shot i don't you know i don't really denominate myself to anything but i'm all for community and if that makes you feel good so the first time was great i felt great i felt wonderful and then the next week we went back and they were talking about um, homosexuality and how you can't be part of that church if you're part of that. And, you know, you just see these people just kind of getting uncomfortable. And they had this, uh, what's it called whenever they try to like, oh, conversion therapy. They were like trying to get people to sign up for conversion therapy. And uh, I just remembered like that was a huge church. I mean, there were probably 1,500 people that went to it. That might be an exaggeration, but I mean huge huge church and i just remember getting up just tears and just like running out those huge double doors in front of everybody because i i um i have friends and family and they've talked to me about you know sexualities and stuff and they i've even had a friend tell me i wish i wasn't like this i wish i wasn't like this and you know that's that kind of touched on the whole struggling with you know being in a very predominantly christian place and people say they love you no matter what until they find out more about you and just um not getting any kind of acceptance and I just went through a similar situation so i grew up mainly with my grandparents my grandma and my grandpa and uh i've known that i was different ever since i was little eight years old and uh going to church and everything you know if if you could pray the gay away i would be straight you know and like not to uh like offend anybody or anything like i have my my religious beliefs and everything as well i finally decided like i'm not gonna hide anymore come out and like tell people this is who i am and hope you accept me well my grandparents response was uh we're not gonna change our christian values kind of weird a weird thing to say because you know, going to church and reading the Bible, you can uh, still love somebody and uh, be a part of their life and and not not necessarily condone what they do if, if you really don't believe it, but you don't have to be cold to that person. I've got three words. Well, and uh, they, they cut me out. Well, here, here, here's my personal point of view on it. I obviously grew up in a very Christian, conservative family, 
and I was always taught, my Christian belief is that it's not my job to judge. Right. Amen. Amen. That That's for God to do. Exactly. And uh, Jake and I, I mean, we're both believers in, like, the Lord and something else out there. You know, we're not, like, bashing Christians or any kind of organized religion or anything. Um, it's more the feeling of not being accepted by, um, let's just say, <laughs> everybody's heard of it, the people that will go to church kind of pray their sins away for lack of a better term and then go to a restaurant and treat the employees like crap or just something like that. Right. You know, it's like we we all sin. I'm going to sin today on not on a purpose. Tomorrow I'm going to sin. We're all going to sin, but everybody I did about 3 hours ago. 3 hours ago Jake sinned. Um, shame on you. Shame. Shame. Shame on you. Um but no, I mean most of my family is um Christian and all that and very much a believer, but it, it was that verse was very much about um, the three words I just want to kind of sum this up with is God is love. Just love everybody. So that that was a, a big one. And then kind of going into the last verse, then the last one kind of after um, kind of being shunned, if you will, for lack of a better term. I'm disgusted with myself again. My thoughts took me from heaven. I fear they're They've come to take me away. Are they coming again? Are they coming again? And th- that's just the fear of, you know, there, there's still a stigma, even um, with mental health these days, that uh, if you take medicines or if you used to be a certain way 10 years ago, that just you need to be put away or you need to just just not. Just stay at home. Yeah, just and, exactly. Know, stay in your own little kingdom, yeah. you know, don't, don't go outside. Yeah, and, you know, Having, you know, having major depressive disorder, I mean, any kind of anxieties, there have been times where um, I, I've, I, you know, paranoia has come with it in the past. I mean, thank the Lord I'm, you know, well past these things and I've kind of gotten better tools to deal with them. But there were times whenever I was so paranoid that um, people were coming for me. And by that, I mean, I was, and, and this is part of like our our band, like not being afraid to kind of put ourselves out there and just be vulnerable. I, um, you know, I have been, you know, the third floor of Baxter County Hospital, um, which is uh, what one would call a psych ward and um, extremely hard time in my life. And I, I went in there and the song is, it transitions into that. So basically all these verses are talking about kind of what has piled up and what has led me there. And um, once you sign over your rights there, you don't get to leave until they tell you. Like, you don't get to go to the bathroom unless you ask and they watch. Um, whenever you're sleeping, they come around every 15 minutes to make sure you're sleeping. If you can't sleep, guess what? You're getting more days added. If you don't take a shower every day, guess what? You're getting more days added. So I was in there and I found that, you know, my crazy, <laughs> for lack of a better term, it's just me toying with myself, is completely different than others. I mean, a lot of people were in there and... I walked around and I felt like I could help them and I would talk to a lot of them and I'd let them know this is, this is just the beginning. You know, this isn't necessarily where it all ends. You don't end here in a psychiatric, you know, ward. You are worth so much more than that. And going back to, and that's how the song ends. So I actually started kind of writing this in my mind whenever I was in there, because of course we weren't allowed paper or anything like that shoelaces shoes um so uh nine o'clock was bedtime and 
I have a horrible relationship with sleep. And so they'd give us uh, trazodone or some kind of something to knock us out. And it did not work at all. And um, so I was just laying there in bed and I had to just act like I was asleep night after night after night after night. And there are no windows, by the way, so no sunlight. And um, so every 15 minutes, I would just close my eyes as they walked around. Your door had to be open, of course. And so I was just thinking to myself, it's so quiet here. It's so peaceful now. There's nothing left of me, but this is all that I need. It's so quiet here. It's so peaceful now. All I hear are screams from the room next to me. And that just kept replaying in my head. Because how was I supposed to sleep? I already have a bad relationship, and they're checking. And I'm so afraid of getting more days added. And there are people screaming, just screaming for help or screaming because they might be suffering with something like that. And so that's why the end of the song, it plays that over and over and over, and it kind of builds up um, with that delay. And then it ends with, this body will rot, but my thoughts will not. And not is cut off by this big whoosh sound that you heard. You can kind of take that. Uh, we're kind of letting people interpret that as they will. You know, did the character make it? Did the character not make it? You know, all of our songs are extremely personal, such as that. And um, yeah, this one was written in a psych ward, so <laughs> at least part of it. So got a boy interrupted over here. Rock and roll. Yeah, I for one thank you for doing that, you know, and I know music can be a good form of therapy, you know, when you're in a situation like that. And that's awesome. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank that you very much. That's it's very touching and also very inspiring. Oh, yes. <laughs> inspiring. Just if if one person, if we can get out there and play these songs and one person's life can change one person's point of view can change and they realize that that song you know was very much not about a character that song was exactly what i was going through well, and i think explaining it like you did yeah that, is a good way to inform people you know yeah because a lot of artists don't do that they don't have the chance to and yeah and thank you really both of you for having us so we could actually have a platform to explain it before it's actually officially released so i'm really happy that you know we let this air and everything but i do have to kind of drive the point home like you folks were saying um if anybody feels like they can't you know i mean this was this was a couple of years back and everything but there is a there is another side there is i don't care if you've tried 50 medicines and 30 therapists there's going to be that one that works for you there's going to be that one person you still haven't seen your, you still haven't had your best job yet. You still haven't had your best days yet. You haven't met new friends, your best friends yet. Just give it a little bit of time and um, just know that uh, any kind of struggle that you can possibly think of mentally, we not, might not be able to relate firsthand, but as more of just people rather than a group, you know, just come to us, speak to anybody because, uh, we're here to fight the stigma. <laughs> keep plugging yeah. away. Yeah, just I mean, keep plugging away. That's little by little. It's all you can do every if day. If you can't handle life anymore, just uh, pick up an instrument, quit your job, go on tour. Yeah, start painting. You know, I mean, change it. Remember the birds. Birds sing. They don't care. They don't care. Just stop worrying about that so much. They play and they sing in all weather. Yeah. Amen to that. So. 
All right. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this. Is there um, anybody? I mean, I know you guys are a two-piece band, but is there anybody you want to give some kudos to that's helped you out along the way? Or you know, Jake's like, I want to thank me. Shout out my homeboy Jesus Christ. Hey. Um, shout out Kanye. Yes. Uh, Pete Davidson. Um, <laughs> for giving us all hope. Yeah. Uh, shout out uh, the guy at the tobacco shop for seeing me every day and selling me cigarettes. Don't smoke. Yeah, don't smoke. It's bad for you. You can't sing. You can't play drums. It's terrible. Uh, I got to give up the habit. <laughs> yeah. no, I quit for like 13 years. Oh, yeah? And oh, then man. when I, cursed, like, I broke my back in 2015. And had some serious complications with that. I ended up paralyzed for two and a half years with a hole in my back about the size of a uh, golf ball. Wow. Yeah. So I was like that for two and a half years. I almost died twice because of infections. And then I got to Indianapolis, found a surgeon. They fixed me. And about a year later, I started walking again. But I lost my medical license in that time period. Oh, no. And then they changed to the national certification test. In Indiana before, it was like a 25-question test, and it was mostly true or false. <laughs> Did this dude have a heart attack? True? You know, that easy. Yeah. Completely different ballgame. So I got nervous, picked up a cigarette, and I've been smoking for four years since. Sucks. Now, the one thing I do want to put out there publicly, <laughs> I'm going to predict it. I'm going to put this out there. Um, we're going to go on tour and uh, make music. One day, I'm going to take Emma Stone out on a date. I'm coming for her. Well, right. Will you bring her to my house? Nah. nah <laughs> no, I'm going to take her someplace fancy like... Colton's? IHOP. Take her pancakes for breakfast. Yeah, I hope uh, Jake has made it very clear that we're uh, very atypical whenever it comes to, uh, you know, no hyper-masculinity or toxic masculinity here. It's just like... Oh, after I take Emma Stone out, hey, things James are going to change. Then I'm coming for you. <laughs> so, I mean, anybody who wants to come hang out with us, produce and help, or you know, we could help you take photos, um, produce for yeah. you. I mean, we're all about lifting others up, even if our songs are kind of. There's no Mean Girls Club here. No Mean Girls Club here, at Rock Girl. <laughs> trying to get away. The only from Mean that Girl, shit. Rock Girl. <laughs> Is there anybody else you wanted to thank, Jake? I kind of feel um, like I cut you off there. Uh, no, not really. I don't know. Not that I've done everything on my own. It's just, there's a lot of people behind me that have dealt with my shit for most of my life. Sure. And, uh, it's hard, dude. Yeah. You're hard to I can't, deal with. I can't thank them <laughs> enough. I can't thank the people in my life that, uh, put me through the hardest struggles I've been through because without that, I wouldn't have grown. So even the people that influence my life negatively, I have to shout all of them out as well. That's a really optimistic way to point that out i really love that so yeah i'll go ahead um man i wasn't gonna say it but any band i've been in or any person i've played with thank you even if you um were one of the couple who stole thousands thank you for teaching me phenomenal lessons um any old management or booking agents obviously parents for letting me play whenever i was three until my it's blisters and everything, and I just wanted to play more and dealing with the noise and how bad things were. Obviously, we want to thank anybody who just wants to be part of this because just because you're not necessarily um, the the two guys in the night we died, which has nothing to do with death, by the way, doesn't mean you can't be part of this in some way. And of course, we want to thank you too. 
you know, Rock Girl and Nikki Lane um, for having us. Uh, yeah, our first interview ever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we preach it. We're, we are honored that, yeah, you're first. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. We, we were looking forward to it, but we had no idea it would be this spectacular. Oh, thank Jesus, too. Anybody that has a sense of humor, anybody who's helped me uh, in the past, whether that be to get help or just to uh, uh, make me go get some vitamin D or something. And uh, more, most importantly, I mean, I, I really got to thank Jake because, uh, like I said, like, Randy, you need to eat. Randy. Sometimes but, it's the little things. It's, yeah. Like, it, he doesn't eat if I'm not around. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't function when she's not around. Like, I mean, and I, I learned, <laughs> that was a bad lesson I learned because she ended up getting COVID this past summer and ended up in the hospital. And oh, I no. had my kids here. And, you know. I remember that. Me being a bad parent or whatever, you can call it what you will, but, you know, I was I had my kids there. I was still engaged with my kids, but I remember my oldest son, Jeremy Jr., walking up, and he's like, Dad, are you ever going to fix a supper? And it was 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I completely and totally forgot about feeding my kids, you know, because I... Man, I was working on a song. Uh, Randy was over at uh, um, his girlfriend's house. I was working on a song. I started at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, right? And um, I was just doing everything myself, you know, the guitar, drums, bass, everything. And uh, I look up, and it's 9.30. I'm like, what the hell? Like, it's been like, over six hours? Like, what? And then uh, my kids come out of the room, like, what's for dinner? It's lunchtime. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... It's like almost bedtime. bedtime yeah. Like we missed everything. Luckily, I didn't have school and stuff, so I made them some food, you know. But uh, yeah, time just flies when uh, you're working. Yeah, just when you're passionate about something. So we're passionate about uh, getting uh, this RV and uh, <laughs> taking off. And um, of course, we're passionate about releasing everything on February 15th. It's incredibly nerve wracking, but in a really positive way. You know, it's uh, that plateau that I had talked about falling off of I really haven't jumped back on the horse per se and just to kind of get all that out there it's like ooh, you know a little bit nerve-wracking the I, I used to kind of have a saying before shows um, the shows that you're really nervous before and it's always been true those were the best shows and um, this is my favorite group I've been in and it and it, so we're so little into it we're in its infancy but it makes me so nervous because everything's just out on the table, you know. So that's what I'm stoked about. Not laughing you, sorry. No, rock, I, rock girl just lost her mic again. The mics are just flying around. She but. can't handle a mic anymore. She can handle it. Well, anyway. Did I just miss something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, feel, did. I feel like something just went right over my head. Yeah. Sorry, we we totally. I'm I'm sorry. No, that that was, that was perfect timing because I couldn't think of anything else to say. Well, if if you guys actually have any closing music, we could play that again. I want to thank you for uh, taking your time and getting us involved in your lives. I mean, that's essentially what we just did here. Yeah. Um, thank you were very you. open, honest. That's amazing. It's oh, awesome. A couple other things to look out for. I don't know whenever this podcast is coming out, but whenever we go on tour, we are going to be doing TikTok videos like every day of just the random shit we're doing, driving, making tacos on the RV, um, setting up, playing like it's getting electric skillet. Yeah. They're amazing. Ooh, yeah. Like, so you're going to be able to see our lives on the road and 
like we're going to interact with people. We're going to be live. So it's not just about the music. It's about like just us. If you're fans of us, like come check us out. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. And uh, one more thing, like I said today, we're going to go ahead and uh, we'll post the uh, shirts on at least Instagram and Facebook. So people can see what they're getting into if they want to support us. But we also have um, keychains that uh, we're working on right now. Uh, we started working on last night with our logo on it. And then we have bottle opener keychains, which are just, they seem extremely nifty. So um, we have to thank Sarah for that. Sarah. I keep one of those on my makeup bag for my zipper. Yeah, they're just so practical. Because you always have it with you. They're just like underwear. Yeah, so bottle openers and underwear. <laughs> uh, yeah, feel free. Um, even if we haven't, um, this batch of shirts is supposed to be here um, next week. So around the 15th, whenever everything kind of comes together at once. But feel free to shoot us a message. And even if we don't have it in your size, we'll make sure we order it and get it for you. And um, we're just more than happy to talk to people. We're not, a, we're not above anybody. I guess I've got one other thing. If somebody would like to maybe throw you a bone to help you get an RV or get you down the road. How can they do that? Cash app, Facebook, handwritten check, uh, cash in the mail. Venmo. um, Postal money order. uh, Yeah, money orders. and um, Don't get a Western Union one, though. Yeah, because you can't cash them anywhere. You can't cash them anywhere. All the all the kind of normal ones. I mean, we also do have Square Point of Sale, so we can take cards. Send us a message uh, on Facebook at the night we died band and then we'll uh we'll get it figured out whichever way you can and we're more than happy to give you handwritten lyrics um any kind of relics from what we're trying to do here um merchandise anything that we can do if you're willing to help us achieve what we're trying to achieve then we're more than willing to give you back at least you know what you gave us and um you know thank you in advance i'm gonna get autographs on my question cue cards yeah yep. uh so <laughs> i'm gonna play a song this guy is a huge influence to both of us it's not really the genre that you normally play we do have songs that are like this um like i was saying not capturing ourselves in a box so we'll have more alternative rock-ish type things, and then we'll have acoustic type things if you listen to Jackson Brown, and then we have 808s and uh, things like that. So, you know, there's like punk hip-hop elements in there as well. So we're just trying to, it's not necessarily we're trying to get every demographic, it's just the fact that we've played all of this stuff and we can't make up our minds. We just love music. R.I.P. Lil Peep. Rest in peace. Money posse. Ooh, big, big head on the beat. Switch blades, cocaine, got boy quick, make Black fur, black coat, got boy click in the bag hole. Switch blades, cocaine, got boy click till my soul I was a poser, multiple personalities, I'm bipolar, I swear I mean well, I'm still going to hell, witchcraft, love chance, whisper in my ear, put me in a trance, 
cocaine all night long When I die, bury me with all my eyes on Witchcraft, love chants Whisper in my ear, put me in a trance Cocaine all night long When I die, bury me with all my eyes on When I die, bury me all right, well, that was Night We Died. Thank you again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank and you for off, having Jake, us. We really appreciate your time and everything else. Well, this would be the end of this show, I guess, for now. And I guess. Come have tacos with us sometime. Oh, oh we will. will. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, you, you guys and obviously anybody who's listening. Uh, well, you could have half the town here by next week, you know. That's what we're planning on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, don't forget to stop by our Spotify and Apple and all those Podbean and, and Twitter and Instagram well. and Facebook and all that good stuff because I'm not even used to saying that anymore. I used to have it down. Yeah. But Slacker. anyway, I suck. Everybody knows I suck. For what, two and a half minutes now? Anyway, don't forget, <laughs> if it's too loud, you're too old. Thank you for listening to the Headbangers Vault, bringing you the best in rock and metal music and music talk with your host, B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Check us out on your social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you'd be interested in being a part of our show or advertising with us, please visit our webpage at headbangersvault.podbean.com. And remember, if it's too loud, you're too old. No, we're going to drag this on. <laughs> okay, here we're, what, five minutes now? Whatever. You're an ass. Yeah. <laughs>